Hey, Bev. Hey, Sam. How's it going? It It's going great over here. And I'm really excited because we have some great guests today. I know. And, and you know what? I think we've established that we just have an open door here on We Drink and We Farm Things. So we're really excited to introduce two awesome individuals from uh, the company called Rent the Chicken. So we have Phil and Jen. So welcome, guys. Hey. Hello. Hi. We are excited to be part of this. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a great way to start out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I get it's not even a minute in, and I, I feel the vibe that you guys like the dad jokes if you're using the excited. <laughs> we are. We're always hatching new ideas. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> that homestead Jen, she cracks me up. Oh, goodness. Here we go. <laughs> this will be fun. I'm even more excited now, so. Well, I so, mean, we're less than a minute in. We made, like, what, three chicken jokes already? Already. So now you guys Dang. know what you're in for. We're out of roll. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so so uh, the, we'll just hop right into this. Um, so rent the chicken sounds kind of odd if you don't know what it is. So how did this idea of rent the chicken come about, and what does it mean? So the short story is my job was coming to an end. Uh, it was a contract position. I was working from home. And I, by chance, have this uh, degree in small business management concentrating in entrepreneurship from uh, a number of moons ago. And um, Homestead Phil and I decided that he wasn't Homestead Phil at the time, of course. But we knew that we both wanted to continue working from home. So he did this quick search for crazy business ideas and um, on the SBA's website, now mind you, uh, you know, I'd looked into some uh, multi-level marketing companies to mm-hmm. see if there was anything that I might be a little passionate about, and I wasn't. And so he looked up crazy business ideas, and generic chicken rentals was on there. And he looked at me, and he said, you want to... Hey, Homestead Jen, what do you think about renting some chickens? want to rent some chickens? <laughs> and I was like, uh... <laughs> Well, we have some chickens and I can run the power tools. Why not? <laughs> right? <laughs> Why not? But in all seriousness, we um, we know we have family members and friends who had started with backyard chickens and it was a disaster. Like, if you can imagine anything that could go wrong with starting with backyard chickens, does. And this happened. And my mm-hmm. cousin was one of them and she grew up on a farm. So if it can happen to someone who was raised in agriculture of uh you know straight run chicks then turned roosters never getting an egg um yeah. you know predator issues like you name it these things happened and so we know that these people these friends and families were not the only ones that that experienced this and as as a family unit we certainly are about helping other people like we really um we feel love when we help other people and so this experience by golly, our love tank gets filled up so much when we make these deliveries or talk to people on the phone about their chickens. And and so with Rent the Chicken, um, someone who is interested in starting with backyard chickens, but maybe they travel in the winter or they, they're they not quite ready for a full-time commitment or they have just no idea how to start or, or, or where to start, enter our Rent the Chicken packages. So two or four egg-laying hens, 
we provide the feed, a book, Fresh Eggs Daily by Lisa Steele, and we are chicken friends um, during the process. Now, we have more than um, 45 farmers in the United States and Canada who offer our service as an extension of their farm. So it's not just here where we are in western Pennsylvania, but this is exploded. <laughs> oh. Well, that's so exciting. And, you know, like... To hear you put it that way, it makes so much sense because I know as somebody that had never thought of renting chickens, I was like, well, it's not that hard. But then when you think about it, like, yeah, I had to raise my chickens for 19 weeks before I got my right. very right. That's first a long time. That's a lot of feed and a lot of poop. It takes yeah. four <laughs> to six months before a hen lays their first egg. If it's even a hen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If it's a hen, yeah. If you if you order straight run, yeah, half of them or even more or than even half if you order all hens, so. you still might get an extra. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Like I, I'm, I'm convinced that chicken sexers, the people who sex the baby chicks, have as much credibility as the meteorologists. <laughs> <laughs> The meteorologist in Ohio, because we oh. have like super crazy weather yeah. around here. <laughs> and it's funny that you bring up the whole straight run idea, the whole like 50-50 thing, because I hatched, I think, seven eggs a, a while ago, and all seven of them were roosters, and it was a oh, nightmare. Oh, not a great ratio. No. Yeah. And then and, you, you, know, you can't not, keep them common. all. Yeah. No. It's not, right, it's not fair. <laughs> I... We, so we have a program called Hatch the Chicken, where you can hatch baby chickens at your home, your school, your daycare, or even your senior care facility. And so I will drive out. I'll bring the incubator, the eggs. I'll bring everything that, they, that the person needs. And there have been cases. Now, we use sex-linked birds. We use uh, red stars and, and black stars here in western Pennsylvania. Some of our other farmers use some different sex-linked or, or possibly just straight run. And... When these birds hatch, there have been times where I've had one family hatch all roosters and then another family hatch all hens. So we still get that 50%, but it's very mm -hmm. common to, to put seven eggs in an incubator and have a lot of roosters or a lot of hens. That's so crazy. And, you know, so would you mind explaining to the listeners what sex linked is just in right. case they don't so know? Um, because we do have some listeners that are just starting on their adventure, so they might not know all you the chicken bet. terms. And so all there's that stuff. a couple different terms. One's called auto sexing and the other is called sex linked. And, and basically when the chick is hatched, unless you know what you're doing and you can look at the chicken's rear end and look at their feathers, you're really not going to know if they are a hen or a rooster until they're maybe 8 to 12 weeks old, depending on the breed. Mm -hmm. With a sex-linked bird, they have been crossbred, and there's different breedings, breeds. You can, you can do a, a Google search, but usually involves um, uh, Rhode Island Reds, uh, for instance. But you can crossbreed these birds, and when they hatch, based on their color, you will know if they're hens or roosters. So as soon as they come out of the shell, you know what you have. Okay. That's so cool. I always yeah. find that. I so think you exciting. mean egg exciting, Beth. <laughs> That's right. Thank egg you. Egg exciting. I know. <laughs> so we started talking about hatch the chicken. What What is the so? Um, who would be the perfect person to to 
to get a hatch the chicken package. So we have families who uh, participate with our hatch the chicken program. Families of with kids of varying ages, so not um, not any particular age. Also, we deliver to a lot of daycares and preschools, schools of varying ages, but mainly elementary or middle school participate. And then also senior care homes. So you have these seniors who, uh, and a lot of memory care units, so seniors who don't remember what they had for a lunch, but whenever Homestead Phil or the local affiliate delivers to give the presentation, these older folks can remember the chicken that their grandma had or great-grandma had when they were a kid. But again, they're just having uh, short-term memory issues. So it really helps to trigger these these older memories that they've had. Oh, yeah. They get so excited. Um, literally, have had people say, I hatched chickens when with my grandfather when I was 10. And the same person has no idea what they had for lunch, but they remember that. And it really brings a warm glow to the facility. Uh, and then I've, I've also delivered to schools in, uh, in the city where these city kids have never touched a chicken. Um, they think eggs come from the grocery store. And for them to sit there and watch life happen and watch these chicks hatch, and they get so proud, and then they get to hold the chick, and, and it's just uh, just amazing. And at the same time, as a society, we've done such a great job to, to make sure all the dogs and cats are spayed and neutered, uh, to not have, an, to, you know, not be overrun. Um, so, so these kids haven't seen something come to life, and so they're experiencing something that they've never experienced before with something come to life and they're experiencing something that maybe their parents have never even seen an animal come to life. And so it just is, it's so, um, it just is so magical really. is just a, such, um, a miracle. Well, and you know, one of the things too about the hatch, the chicken program that I really like is you guys come and pick up the chicks after a couple of weeks so that they got to experience the hatching, but like a middle school teacher can't, have a new like clutch right. of chicks every year or else she'd have you know a hundred yes. chickens in her bag. It, it is a five-week program so the first three weeks you know we show up we give a presentation to the school uh or the daycare or wherever it is we're going uh the first three weeks they're in the incubator we provide a candling light they can candle they can see the baby chicks moving and growing uh, if you've ever candled eggs which i'm sure you have at least it sounds like it if you've gone through hatching mm-hmm you can see the baby chick yep. moving. It's like an ultrasound. It's just, yeah. it's so amazing. And then they hatch. You keep them for two weeks and we provide everything, the cage, the food, water dish. And then at the end of the two weeks, we come back, we answer any questions that they may have, we take them back. About 50% of our customers uh, do this at their home. And the other 50% are divided between schools, daycares, and, and senior care facilities. That's so cool. And and who would you describe as the perfect person that would want to rent? That's a, a great question. When we first started, Homestead Phil had very narrow vision and he said, oh, it's just going to be the rich hipsters. And so <laughs> it's not. I mean, certainly we get our fair share, but it really is just folks who want to um, try something different and have a food source closer to their table. And so we have uh, single moms, we have empty nesters, we have young couples that don't have children and whatnot. And um, I think Homestead Phil might want to share something here. So this one home we pulled into, it was actually in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Oh. So we're, we're rolling in here. Oh, and hey. All I see 
are is like redneck lifted trucks, big tires. Like this is not where we're supposed to be. It didn't feel right. No, it wasn't like anything we'd ever delivered to before. We roll in. And here's this uh, a teenage, not teenage, no, maybe twenties no. yeah, guy had to be in his uh, drinking yeah. a beer, chewing, smoking, like walking out, like chain drive wallet, right, right, like the whole giving us the look, like what are you doing here? But you know, I could kind of tell maybe he was expecting me, but I wasn't sure. And then the like the dad came out in a similar fashion, yeah. right? It was so <laughs> crazy. And then the mom comes out. Right. We open up the side of the coop because we have a, a vent on the uh, side of the coop. And all of a sudden, everybody was just like, oh, chickens! The chickens are here! <laughs> it's so great to see the chickens! And it was nothing that I expected. That, I was like, oh, It could have went man. way bad. Huh. It really could have went Am bad. Am I trespassing? What's <laughs> right. going on? I thought I was going to bring out a shotgun. We didn't know what was going to happen. But they are a success story as they did. They built this fantastic coop. They had already had a garden and chickens were just the next the next step in the uh, progression of things. And they built this like Taj Mahal of chicken coops. And they, I would think by the time they were done, they already had like eight chickens at the end yeah. of the rental. Um, and so it's just fantastic. And, and not every customer has a garden when we show up. Usually what happens is we bring in the coop and when we come at the end of the season, if they've decided to, chicken out <laughs> so they're ready for us to take everything back but we look and all of a sudden we, we see a raised bed or we see a pot with a tomato plant or we we see something some kind of gardening uh that had not happened before and or it, composting or right, yeah, something something yeah. usually happens almost every single time with the with the chicken rental and something else that's really incredible is uh, these backyard chickens that we're providing with Rent the Chicken, they are forming this community bond and this community interaction that maybe wasn't there before. So, like, the neighbor kids are coming over to see the chickens or the renter has something different to talk about to their to their neighbor or the neighbor across the way or at the bus stop. And so people just find themselves, like, at work just talking about the chickens and people want to know about the chickens and, oh, how many eggs did you get? What color are your... I mean, there's this whole, this whole sense of community around the chickens in in a society, again, where we barely go outside it feels like you know and so now people are going outside they're sharing recipes about eggs and not just the people that have the chickens but like i said the neighbors in the community are um are just having this sense uh that they might not have had before that's so cool i love hearing that um i saw on your guys's website that you have this like yard to table yes concept. we we call it yard to table. and i yes. thought that was such a great way yeah that's such a great way to convey that idea because i think that when you hear like farm to table that sort of creates too big of a picture in some people's heads so they're mm -hmm. like oh i can't do that yeah i all i have is a small backyard but i mean you can rent a chicken and what what size yard what's the smallest yard that you can rent chickens in according so to like coop specifications our and coops whatnot are that you guys about have? three and a half by five and a half feet depending on which affiliate builds them um and the yard side if you if your yard is at least 15 feet wide and maybe 20 to 40 feet deep, such as at a in a row home, um, that should be plenty. 
Yeah, because you usually only rent a couple of chickens, right? Your packages just have like two or four or... Right. Two to four hens is our standard package. Um, and then with our upgrade, usually at the end of the season, people have a, a choice. Uh, obviously, we talked about chickening out, but some are ready to adopt. So if they're ready to make that full-time commitment, they can adopt the coop. They can even upgrade the coop uh, from us. Uh, we do have uh, different upgrade options, including an Amish coop that we have built, which can hold up to, to six chickens. So some of our customers also choose to buy their own coop, and we are a great resource for them. We've partnered with a couple different coop manufacturers uh, to help them as well, uh, so that if they want 10 birds or 12 birds or something like that, we can find the perfect coop that works best for them. And um, your website for your coop stuff, that's the Chicken Network, right? That's right. Thechickennetwork.com. And our coops, uh, like Homestead Phil said, are Amish built. We ship them flat and they can be assembled with all the provided tools um, in about an hour, hour and a half, depending on the skill level. But this goes together with a number of nuts and bolts. We provide the wrenches and some screws that just a screwdriver needs to be provided or drill either one uh they're great they're portable just like our rental coops um and the, you know we keep talking about these portable coops the huge benefit is uh the chickens every time the coop is moved the chickens feel like they are free ranging but they're still very protected by the chicken coop and it mm -hmm. also makes it so there's not a dead spot in the yard and there's not a buildup of dropping, so it helps keeps the odors down. Uh, so we're, we are sold on a portable coop, no doubt. Right. And even in some jurisdictions, you really can't just build a coop because then you have to get a permit for a structure and, and this and that. Uh, but with a portable coop, it's not really a structure. Usually a permit's not needed if you live in a, a community. So there's just a, a bunch of other advantages that people don't even think about. So can you tell us more about like who puts those coop sets together? And um, like I know we, we've used the term Amish made coops. So could you go into a little more detail about that relationship that you have? Right. So we established a relationship with an Amish family. What, three years ago? Oh, fall of 2014. Right. I mean, I think Homestead Jen, after building 54 coops in the front yard, was <laughs> I said, was I am not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we established um, a relationship with Levi. And Levi lives out near Punxsutawney. So if you know Punxsutawney, Phil. Yep. Oh. He's very close. He's very yeah. close. That's, he goes to his local Walmart in Punxsutawney. <laughs> so being Amish, he's not allowed to use electricity which makes things very, very interesting in the construction mm -hmm. where we will use pneumatic staples to help holding the fence in. Um, he puts all these staples in by hand. He, oh, wow. It's called a poultry staple right. and it goes in with a hammer. Right. So he's, he's, he works really hard. He actually, since he is allowed to use um, gas engines, they, he does have a gas powered um, table saw. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then and a chop saw. And then he has a chop saw. It's it's probably the most expensive DeWalt saw that you can buy on the market. But then somebody converted it. They ripped out all of the electric stuff and then they put a weed eater attachment to it that runs on gas to power the saw blade. It is amazing. 
So if you need any um, weed eater or weed whacker parts, <laughs> there's a guy in near Punxsutawney who has a pile of them. Yeah. Because he just uses the engines off of them. Yeah. <laughs> what a clever workaround, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. That is right. so cool. And we had even asked, um, you know, we asked if we could get a a gas-powered air compressor unit so he could use a pneumatic stapler. And, uh, and they just are very strict with um, How they accept new technology. Yeah, right. in, in progressive society. That's why they are so simple. Um, and so there's a 20-some bishops. bishops involved, and they just... There's a really hard rule, no air tools, even if it's not electric. And so he wasn't able to, but he found these great poultry staples to use. And it works great. Yeah, and it really gives it a a great handcrafted um, look. And it's so sturdy, and he does such a great job, and his kids help. And um, it's just a family, family project to help with us. Now, it's not just... Amish built chicken coops at the Chicken Network. Levi has full vision with us. And yes. I, he about fell over when we said, Levi, what do you think about a swing set for the chickens? And he's like, <laughs> for the chickens? And I bet he does not tell his other Amish friends what he's building for us. So we've got monkey bars. We've got a teeter-totter. We've got a swing set. And coming this oh, fall. Oh, this is late breaking news. Ooh, we haven't ooh. told anybody about this. You heard it here first that we drink and farm. Yes. Woo-hoo. We always love breaking <laughs> an news. Amish, an Amish made sled for the chickens for the winter. Oh my oh, goodness. That's so cute. I can't wait to see all of the Instagram posts on that. Hashtag chicken sled. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it's so, so fun. Um, and Levi really, he really gets us despite our uh peculiarness <laughs> well your peculiarness <laughs> fits, fits in just fine here <laughs> oh yes <laughs> so we, we do have some other things on the chicken network like books and and non-amish built toys that just kind of round out and we we have um a great lady in texas who handcrafts uh by crocheting um hen hats and they are not hen-shaped hats for your head, but hats that are for the hen. So hen hats, there are some hats for your head as well. Uh, There's some chicken lovies and finger puppets. They're all handcrafted in Texas. So we partnered with this great crocheter in, uh, in Texas for those handcrafted items as well. That's so cool. Well, you know, here on Drink and Farm, we always like to share like the weird and the funny farm stories. Do you have anything weird or funny from your renting or the chickens playing on the play sets that you can share with everybody? We do. So a couple of years ago, I think it was 2015. Mm. We haven't shared this story anywhere, by the way. Ooh. No, I thought we were saving it for our book that's not being written. <laughs> um, okay, so so imagine if you will. Here, I'll set the scene for you. Um, chicken renter in Toronto. Uh, and our service is huge in Toronto. Uh, I mean, when you have 7 million people, there's bound to be a couple of people who rent chickens. Um, and so the, the renter had only had the chickens 10 days. He um, calls in a panic and says, in like one more, early one morning, I went out and our beloved, insert chicken name here, was no longer living and in the nesting blocks. And, you know, that is traumatic. 
Like, we get that. And we are mm-hmm. so sincere and we say, oh, did the children see or this? I mean, like, we could care. Have been. We do, we care. do really yeah. care. We do really care. Um, now, they didn't have them for three months, but like 10 days, like, short amount of time. But, you know, people get attached to their chickens. We get that. And mm-hmm. so he asked if the current uh, affiliate in the area could. Um, could come by that day and pick up the chicken. Now there had been a big storm. This affiliate's outbuilding moved like two feet off its foundation, and they're like an hour and a half from the city. And like it just wasn't good timing. Just not an option. We always give we always give the um, the options of absolutely you can bury it in your backyard. You can have a little service if you'd like. Um, in you Toronto, it, you can put it curbside. Right in Toronto, they have. Um, Green bins. Composting green bins. Oh, yeah. So they have, like, recycling okay. bins, they have green bins, they have trash bins. So, oh, we said you could put it in your green bin, put it curbside, you know, want to put it, you know, put it in a box or something. And, and this guy was so offended that I suggested to put, insert chicken name here, that Henrietta. he had for 10 days, um, curbside. He said, she deserves better than that. Aww. Oh my! Yeah, you're right. She deserves better than that. So will you be you'll be burying her then? And he said no. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what she deserves. That I don't and know. I'm, I'm I don't not know. sure what he thinks farmers do with dead chickens. I'm not sure. I think that it's not the same. We did have a poll after this, and and all of our farmers basically said they dispose of them. Usually, just toss them over the hillside because or compost. Compost. Right? Right? Yeah, because there's not. I mean, I mean, now once a chicken just dies of natural causes, you don't know what they died of. You, you're you not going to eat. You're it. not going to eat that chicken. Oh yeah, right. no way. And not that right. we we don't eat our rental chickens anyway for a number of reasons. So they, we reached out to Homestead Harry, right? And Homestead Harry said, "Well, I'll either give him five bucks for a shovel, <laughs> or he can wrap him up and put him in his freezer. We'll be in on Tuesday." <laughs> so the customer wrapped up. The chicken, not in a bag because we didn't want to bring up the word bag. Right, I, he was offended by the bag or the box. Right, oh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> wrapped him up in like saran wrap. Saran wrap, and then stuck this chicken that he had no idea what it died from in his freezer oh. until like like for day. Like, I don't know, five, four days or five days until they were able to come in. And then it wasn't <laughs> even Homestead Harry who was the one who he picked couldn't it up. make it. His he sent wife, his wife. His wife was going into the city. And I was like, please, don't take a bag. Get a cooler. But he was offended by the bag or the box idea. Yeah. Take so, a cooler. So she took and a cooler. And please don't drop it in someone's green bin. Take it home. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with it at she, home. But she took a cooler. And the bird Gave went her cantolysis, of course. Cooler. Took extra chicken. Took an extra I, chicken. I don't think the chicken ever made it back to the farm. But. But. She had a. She. She, whatever, whatever uh, she deserved, which was better than the green bin, I'm sure happened. <laughs> oh. oh, well, yeah, that's a really interesting story, actually, because it, it, you know, if you've only had it for a short amount of time, and if people are used to, like, the whole cat and dog idea, like, sometimes it is a little complicated to know what yeah. to do. And even right. from my perspective, I, I had um, a few of my flock 
um, contract avian leukosis. So we had like a lot die over a couple of weeks. And after a while, it was like, how many of these are we actually going to bury? You know, it's not like you're disrespecting them. But after a while, it's like, well, I don't want this, you know, if I bury it, but not deep enough, is it going to attract predators? And then you have that problem. Yeah, there's a whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up cremating them. Um, just because I didn't want the other animals to get into them, but it is something like, it is kind of weird to have to think through. And before I had to, I had to stick one in my refrigerator because I had to send it for a necropsy and that was a little weird, but I did, I did put it in a bag though. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't see your face every time you open the fridge. Right. Exactly. I'm just imagining. That's that's a really interesting story. It's Aww. things that people don't think about when they get no. chickens. Like, what do you do when the bird dies? Yeah, right, exactly. And we rarely do we ever need testing because it doesn't happen often where the chicken dies of natural causes. And so, unless there's like some crazy epidemic, there's not going to be right. testing. And so then, you know, at the um, at the compassion, of, you know, our compassion to the family is you can dispose of the chicken how you see fit. And then they can they can read into it. And really, because we are homesteaders and we we really have a great appreciation for animals and a lot of food that's on our plate comes from hyper local sources. But they just I mean, the, the renter can make a decision. And if they if they have follow up questions too, you can dispose of the chicken as you see fit, then we'll be happy to answer any questions that they have. They're not alone in this in this chicken adventure. We are certainly available with phone calls or texts or emails, video chat. We've had more chicken, peculiar chicken pictures emailed to us than. Oh, I bet. I, I have, I've FaceTimed with teachers before because they were concerned about their hatching mm-hmm. eggs before. So Aww. we're able to utilize this technology because people are so far removed, right? My mom grew up on a farm. As soon as she got old enough, she left the farm. She went to the city. So that's where I was raised. There are people in our community that who who might be third or fourth generation removed from the farm setting. Their great grandparents may have had chickens, right? Their grandparents mm-hmm. probably did, but their parents didn't. They don't know what to do. So between that generation gap, we are we're bridging that generation gap so that you can have a simple food source closer to your table. Yeah, that's so cool. And I, you're absolutely right. Like my grandparents are farmers, but my mom and dad aren't. I had the fortunate experience of growing up a quarter mile down the road. So I got to experience a lot of that, but they didn't have chickens. Um, and I actually moved into a house, like we bought a house and it came with 11 chickens and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Google... Uh, you know, Google. I don't know how far I would have gotten. So, and now I have like so many chickens. I just know it's over fifty. I don't know the exact right. number. Right. When someone you know. asks, "How many chickens do you have?" I just say too many. I don't yeah. really. I don't know. I, I have two. <laughs> right. We have two that belong to Homestead Jenna, Homestead Phil, Reddy and Whitey. Yep. Oh, and I love the, it. The, the red bird is named Reddy, and it's uh, a bantam. A frizzle, frizzle, a red frizzle. Oh. Yep. And then the white bird named Whitey is an Easter egger. So Whitey lays blue eggs and Reddy lays almost white eggs. Yes. <laughs> Aw, that's so cute. I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> it is so funny. Absolutely. It's, it's so crazy cute. that we've got these two chickens that are like belonging to the homestead. We're foster parents and our foster kiddo placement uh, that we had previously, he picked the most expensive chicken that we had in the entire flock. 
called it his. <laughs> That's ready. And, like I had somebody willing to give me fifty dollars for the bird, and but I'm we like, couldn't. I couldn't right? do it, oh, yeah. and now we can't do it because he's not here. Like we feel bad. Like it's like the one thing that we yeah. have connected to him, and so Aww. we have his chicken here ready, and then Whitey because Phil loves a white Easter egg. Oh yeah, they're rare. The white Easter eggers are just um, like we'll get a, a batch of fifty Easter eggers. And out of mm-hmm. that 50, we might have two or three white ones. And last year, I tried to get one of the, the white Easter eggers. And I come home, I'm like, where'd my white Easter egger go? And Homestead Jen goes, I sold it. I said, don't you remember we talked about it? <laughs> Somebody wanted to buy oh, it. No. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't even think it was last year. I think it was the year before. Uh, I think well, he went a year without them. I, I finally have my white Easter egg. <laughs> yes. Named Whitey. <laughs> and I will say this is not the first chicken in our flock to be named Whitey. No, we had some white rocks when we first started uh, having chickens. And um, one of those chickens' name was also Whitey. Yeah. Oh, and I have another funny story. That first year when we got them, um, one of them really was getting beat up on, which is not the funny part. And so Phil's mom is so great about taking oh, yeah. like the injured chickens for us, and she nurses them. And so this one, she oh. she took and she. So unfortunately, that the bird practically lost its comb. You could see yeah, it. it you could see great. its skull. And we were getting ready to leave to go out of town we for were something. Out. Yeah, yeah, we were like leaving that day, and we said we can't. We don't know what to do. So, so his mom took it, and she named him Snacks. Snacks, because the other chickens were having a snack. It's so bad. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Snacks. Well, you know, it's it's good to have. Well, that's good. Um, it's good to have a sense of humor. I think, I think Bev can agree when you're yeah, on the Yeah, I mean, that's partially why that. we have this podcast because so much of like homesteading and farming can just be like, so like get you so down. Like sure. you have to laugh yeah. about it. Laughing about it is like our medicine. That's like how we, that's how we get up and get to do all of the rest of it every day when the sad stuff happens. Right, because if it's not one thing, right? Like literally there's always something that's not going right. Yep. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I went to go somewhere the other day, and before I knew it, I was, the chickens, like, the door was open a little bit. I was trying to get chickens back in. More chickens came out. I thought I got them all. And then before, (laughs) there were five chickens still in the yard. Come on, chickens. You've got to go back in. So um, before we wrap up here, we talked a lot about affiliates. So how can hobby farmers or homesteaders become affiliates for Rent the Chicken? Sure. The process is easy. They can just give us a call. Uh, they can go to rentthechicken.com. There's a form right on the website they can fill out. Uh, there's also a link that says if you have a small piece of land or you would like to join our program, click on click on this, and it gives a brief synopsis of, yep. of our expectations. And then after you read that, you reach out to us, and we talk about it. We talk about what it means to be an affiliate. We talk about the roles, what we do, what you need to do. But essentially, our affiliates get a 50-mile radius of territory that is theirs. And we do not put in any other affiliates in that area because we feel that you can service that 50 miles pretty easily or 80 mile, eighty kilometers in uh, Canada. Uh, we hook you up with all of the marketing material, the brochures, the banners, everything that you could ever imagine. We actually even have an education part of our website that is just for the affiliates, which talk about things like budget marketing, how to set up a booth at a trade show. Um, All of that's all included. We don't have a fee to be part of Rent the Chicken, um, but we do 
uh, essentially charge a percentage of your sale. And uh, when we, we can talk to you specifically about the specifics if you're interested. But we charge a percentage and you become part of the Rent the Chicken family. You get access to all of the Rent the Chicken owners. And all of these owners are homesteaders or farmers. We have people that are um, raising goats for milk. And we have people that are, uh, they have pastured poultry or pigs or cattle or any of this. So you become part of this family. And if you ever have any other questions that might not even be chicken related, there is probably somebody within our network that is doing that and can help you. I was also going to add, we have school teachers and accountants. Not everybody is full-time farm. Sometimes one is on farm, one is off farm. And uh, and it's just a, a great group of committed individuals who we work with. We could not be uh, as big or as incredible of Rent the Chicken without our affiliates. And on average, our affiliates can sell between 10000 and thirty-five, maybe even $40,000 worth of rentals in a season, depending Hatch the on... the chicken and rent the chicken, depending on region. Where they live, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how hard they work, because there's only so much I can do from the greater Pittsburgh area, right? Right, yeah. So that's really that's really interesting, and obviously, for our listeners, we want to encourage you, if this episode piqued your interest, to go over to rentthechicken.com and check that out, and maybe even get set up. So that's really awesome, but... Um, do you guys have anything else about Rent the Chicken or the Chicken Network that you want to let our no- listeners know about? Well, you can always find Rent the Chicken on Facebook, Rent the Chicken, Instagram at Rent the Chicken, Twitter at Rent the Chicken. And the Chicken Network, as of this point, is only on Facebook. So, I, But I imagine at some point we'll launch an Instagrammer. Uh, and we have uh, created a code for thechickennetwork.com. To be, uh, it's called Drink and Farm for for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a discount for our listeners, right? <laughs> that's right, right. Your listeners, your followers, people in your group. Awesome. Oh, what is, what is the discount when they use code Drink and Farm? So well, they'll be able to... Um, they'll be able to take 15% off of the playset. Oh, awesome. Whether they buy it as a group or buy it as individual pieces. Okay, cool. And we are typically always running some kind of special on our uh, coops as well. And don't um, don't miss out on our discount bundles where we bundle up various things uh, to combine. And all of our discount bundles are at a discount, include free shipping. Well, cool. Thank you. Well, we appreciate having you guys on today. And I'll be sure and put links in the show notes to all of their social media accounts and both websites, rentthechicken.com and thechickennetwork.com. And I'll leave a note in the show notes with the discount code Drink and Farm so that you guys don't forget that you can use that and get a discount on one of the playsets. So that's so exciting. Exciting. I'm the worst at this. <laughs> We've been doing it for years. We've been saying exciting for years. Ruffle some feathers. There we go. Oh, there we go. But don't fly the coop. Well, thank you both for an excellent interview. Sam's better at this than I am. Thanks for having us, ladies. (laughs) Thank you. All right, bottoms up. (laughs) Woo!
Well, thanks for listening, you guys, to this episode with Rent the Chicken. It was so fun to get to know more about them and their company and how renting chickens works. And if you want to become affiliate of them, be sure and go check out that website um, because that's a really cool business opportunity for homesteaders and people who want to make an income off of their farms. Yep, and don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Drink and Farm and use hashtag Drink and Farm while you're safely drinking and farming. And that's it for us, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>